Good morning and welcome to Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the role and life of the church at home, across the street, and around the world. This program is brought to you by Mennonite Church Canada. My name is Dan Dick. And I'm Janet Plennert. In a few moments, we will welcome Dr. Doug Gay to our guest chair. Doug lectures on practical theology at the University of Glasgow, Scotland. He's an ordained minister, has been an inner city pastor in London, England, is an active hymn writer, and has a special interest in alternative worship and Anabaptist theology. We'll be talking with Doug about the influence of Anabaptist and Mennonite theology in ecumenical church settings in the United Kingdom. Our scripture reference for today comes from Ephesians 2, 13-16. Now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one, and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. At Mennonite Church Canada, we have the great privilege of meeting people from other Christian traditions from around the world. Frequently, these brothers and sisters express strong interest and enthusiasm for certain aspects of our Anabaptist understanding of Christianity. Doug Gay has developed a keen interest in Anabaptism. Doug grew up in the Plymouth Brethren faith tradition. Today, he is an ordained Presbyterian pastor in the Church of Scotland, teaches practical theology at the University of Glasgow, He's also been an inner-city pastor in London, England, and has co-authored a book on alternative worship. Doug was the 2009 keynote speaker at Refreshing Winds, a music and worship conference of Canadian Mennonite University. He is currently visiting Canada on a brief sabbatical. Thank you, Doug, for taking this time, and welcome to Church Matters. It's great to be here, Dan, Janet. Doug, what is it about Anabaptist theology that caught your attention? Well... Anabaptist theology attracted me for a number of reasons. There's a warm piety to it. It's centered on on Jesus, as we heard in our Bible verse, Jesus Christ is our peace. And so there was a warm piety, but not an individualistic piety, a very strong stress on the church. Church matters. The body of Christ is central, as I understand it, to Anabaptist theology. And then alongside that, a commitment to peace and justice So there's a warm, Christ-centered faith, but at the same time a realization that we have social and political responsibilities in the world as the Church of Jesus Christ. Our Ephesians text today talks about groups in the plural and dividing walls and hostilities. The Church has built many dividing walls over its history and still suffers from its fractious nature. In your opinion, Doug, what potential does Anabaptism hold for uniting the wider church? Well, that's a great question, Dan. And uh, certainly as a Presbyterian, we know all about building walls and separating from one another. And I think we find that in every tradition. I'm sure Anabaptists and Mennonites have their own painful experiences of of divisions here as well. So we all build walls, uh, but we all bring gifts to Uh, the task of of being the one body of Christ as well. And and one of the things that interests me about about the Anabaptist tradition is uh, their stress on trying to make decisions peacefully in a way which builds consensus among the body of Christ, in a way which includes everyone. So 
a sense of trying to make room for people who we might find hard to agree with, trying to work at listening to other people, and, and trying to have a peaceful practice of decision-making uh, within the church. Uh, one, of, one of the theologians and, and church leaders who's influenced me, Jim Wallace from, from the United States, uh, once wrote that we have nothing more to share with the world than we have ourselves. And so if we want to be a witness for peace in the world, we'd better be a church who knows how to live in peace with one another. And the Anabaptist tradition seems to me to have rich resources here that, that uh, we can learn from. So we all have our wounds, but we all have gifts to bring. And I think the, the, the Anabaptist tradition has some rich gifts here, uh, particularly around how to make decisions and listen to one another. Can you give us some specific examples of how you've seen that at work? Well, in the UK, there's, a, there's an organization closely linked to the London Mennonite Center. Uh, I think it's called Ad Ministries, and, and they work doing a lot of training workshops in the UK with churches, particularly where there's been situations of conflict. So they will go in and they'll try to help people find new ways to listen to one another and to talk to one another. And so that was striking when I first came across Mennonites in the United Kingdom, uh, that they were supporting and investing in a ministry that would help churches, particularly where relationships had broken down, help them to work at, at rebuilding the practices of listening to one another and, and how to make decisions that we, would unite the body of Christ in a local situation. I understand that in the United Kingdom, less than 10% of the population has a meaningful relationship with a church body. Um, we often are told here in Canada that we're not far behind the UK in that sense. What do you think the Mennonite faith and Anabaptist theology says to that? Well, the situation can be read in different ways in the UK. Uh, when we last took a census, around 70% of the population said they did believe in God. So you get much higher figures when you ask people about believing. But when it comes to belonging, then the figures are, are on the low side and they've been declining for some time. And so in Scotland, less than 10% would attend church regularly. So our society is becoming more and more secular. And if if I reflect on the the gifts that the Anabaptist tradition might bring to, to us as we reflect on that question, then I think, again, it comes back to this sense that church matters. Uh, one of my teachers, Leslie Newbigin, said that, that the church is a crucial resource for helping people to understand the gospel. So if people see the gospel lived out within the church, if, they, if people see that peace that our verse in Ephesians speaks about lived out in the life of the church in relationships, if they see that knowing Jesus Christ and following Jesus Christ makes a difference, then that makes the gospel more plausible uh, within contemporary society. And so I think the witness of the church is really crucial here. And when uh, more and more people are choosing not to attend church, we need to take a hard look at ourselves, at the way we're living together, at the shape of our life together, and say, is this Christ-like, the way that we're, we're uh, living as the church? So the Anabaptist stress on the role of the church uh, in general, and then Anabaptists seem to me to be good at mobilizing lay people in the work of the church. So it's not just about ordained clergy. Uh, the church is about the witness of all the people of God. And again, I think the future of Christian witness in the UK 
involves a rediscovery of the gifts of the whole people of God. And we've, we've things to learn here uh, from the Anabaptist tradition. Doug, I'm glad you said that because we're not just here to talk about ourselves as Anabaptists. And I think you're exactly right. We do have much to share with each other. And I'm interested in knowing from you, um, in your experience, why is it that people say they have faith but don't need the church, that their spiritual experience somehow transcends the church? What is good news to a postmodern person in the UK? Well, here I would come back to this question of, of believing without belonging. In fact, there's a, a writer in the UK who's written a lot just around that theme of why people seem to believe, but they don't want to belong anymore. And I think that the good news for, for a postmodern society has to be about belonging as well as believing. We live in a society which is increasingly fragmented. Uh, people in the UK are living in smaller and smaller households, the impact of family breakdown, etc. And so we're living in a more atomistic, a more fragmented society. And I think there's a hunger for belonging. And the gospel uh, at its roots is about belonging to God in Christ. It's about belonging to one another. And so if the church is the church and, and lives out this message of, of belonging, of mutual concern, of mutual love, I think that is good news in the postmodern society where people have a hunger to belong and a hunger for community. Doug, you've said some really important things about the church here, about belonging, about living a peace message and as a reconciled people within the church, about uh, living what we talk about and about belonging. Is there anything else you would like to say to the, our listeners here in Canada? One of the great things about, about traveling to other parts of the world is discovering your connection with the church there, that we're part of the church Catholic with a small c, the global family of God's people. And it was from Anabaptists that I first heard strong teaching about the church being an international nation, a holy nation of God's people that crosses boundaries and frontiers and cultures. And whenever I come to another place, I'm, I'm struck again by this double demand, if you like, within, within the gospel, that we're rooted in our own context and true to that, but we're also open to the stories and gifts of other people. And so coming to Canada is an opportunity to, for, for me to be open to the stories and gifts of others in another context, in another culture, and, and to, to, to see how you're true to living the gospel in your own context. So it's been a privilege for us to be here amongst Mennonites and amongst other Christians in Canada. And we pray that we can be equally open to learning from other faith traditions as well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us here today, Doug. It's been a pleasure. Our guest today has been Doug Gay, University of Glasgow lecturer, pastor, hymn writer, and co-author of Alternative Worship, Resources for and from the Emerging Church. His book is available for loan from Mennonite Church Canada Resource Centre at mennonitechurch.ca. We always welcome your comments on this or any of the Church Matters programs. You can send your feedback to office at mennonitechurch.ca or call 1-866-888-6785. In the meantime, we invite prayer and financial support of Mennonite Church Canada and this radio program. My name is Dan Dick. And I'm Janet Plennert. And you've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in again at this same time on the third Sunday of the month to hear more about the many ways that church matters. Thanks for joining us.
As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you, the face of God shine on you.